We are off. We friends. are. We are ready to rock and roll. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. We. <laughs> <laughs> the, the awkward silence that just uh-huh. encapsulates uh, how uh-huh. we feel about this past week. I invited a frog to record with us today, and she lives nice. in my throat. So, nice. hi. What's her name? Her name is Wilhelmina. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wilhelmina the frog. And she oh. has a little tutu. Oh. Yeah. This is like a child. This is like a Beatrix <laughs> Potter story it in really, the making. <laughs> it really is. Wilhelmina the frog. And she's evil. Her. Oh. Plot twist. Well, I love her even more then. Plot twist, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hi, Wilhelmina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good morning. morning. Well, I don't know if it's morning when you're listening to this, listeners. It might be morning. It might be evening. It might be afternoon. It might be 3 a.m. And you can't sleep, and so you've decided to listen <laughs> to this podcast. We yeah. have no way of knowing. We don't um, know. We really, we really don't know. But thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for being here today. <laughs> As we wrap up our series discussing To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yeah. The, the films. The motion pictures. I always want to say they're TV shows, but they're not. They're films. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> I always like, I don't, I mean, I is get, it because like they were released by Netflix? I think that's it. I think it was a, you watch Netflix on TV. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like, cause they're not, they're not the caliber of like the classic made for TV movie. Right. So I don't think of them as like, but I didn't see them in a theater. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, they are like theatrical quality. Yeah. And, but they were released by Netflix. So my brain yeah. gets a little confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a Christmas Prince situation. <laughs> Certainly not. It is not a Christmas Prince situation. <laughs> but, you know, like, so I think what's really interesting about Netflix is that, like, so they have, like, their their original movies that they, like, are kind of involved with the production from the yeah. beginning. But then they also have the movies that, are like already made and then like Netflix just acquires like the the premiere rights. Right. Sort of, right? Yeah. Like I think that's really interesting when they do that. Yeah. So I'm like, how do you how would you feel as a filmmaker to be like, yes, I made this movie uh-huh. and and now it's gonna be on Netflix. Like <laughs> Right. I don't know. That's it's interesting. It's just but. a it's just a a new atti- attitude. It's just like a new A new attitude. <laughs> like that song. Yeah, it's just like a different way of doing things. Um, yeah. That probably feels real weird if you're like uh-huh. our age or older where it's not and like, then I mean you you on top of that like every like the panini you know just completely yeah like changed everything absolutely so yeah it's very we're getting very philosophical well and now we're morning. seeing we're now we're seeing those trailers that are like 
please only see this in the theater. <laughs> yes, you have to see this in the theater or you're not cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well Rhonda, you know that I'm yes. dying to know. I, you are dying to know. What are you watching? You're at a graveyard. I am. I'm and you're dying to right get now. in. Uh-huh. You're dying to get in. I'm dying uh. to get in. <laughs> I love that joke. Ah, uh, never gets old. Um, what have I been watching? Well, this morning I watched this week's episode of Abbott Elementary. <gasps> yeah. And. I screeched uh-huh, at uh-huh. the moment. I'm sure you know which moment I'm talking uh-huh, about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like, uh-huh. we knew that that was coming eventually, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we, like the tension had been building for oh, so yeah. long. We knew that was going to happen at some point. Yeah. But I was, st- and I even like, when that scene started, I was like, oh, something's going to happen it's gonna, here. It's going to happen. I was, I was expecting it, but I was still, like, freaking out. And like, it, oh, my gosh! And without giving away, like, how it happens, it's beautiful. It's so, and it's so perfect oh. because it's so perfectly, like, it's. It like cradles those two characters with yeah. how they how they are as people and their connection with each other, and it was so and uh, like the beauty that they, with I'm gonna be a little metaphorical here, but the beauty they see in their work and their jobs <laughs> surrounding know. them. I oh, know. Goodness, I love how I also just love like uh, like with Gregory with his character how he has, like, slowly evolved to, like, fully embrace his role as a teacher because he was not in that place at the beginning of the series. And it's just so wonderful. Just chef's kiss. Hats off all around. His character (sighs) arc, one of my favorite moments is when when he it's curriculum day and he has all the curriculum (laughs) mapped out in his classroom like if I miss one second my second graders are not going to learn everything and then Barbara has to sit him down and say we know Uh we know that none of this is ever going to get to like that is so relatable oh my god oh man oh man yeah i love Gregory and then I also I also just love seeing um Barb and Melissa like as buddies (laughs) (laughs) they're like blowing off the lectures and like they're like sipping like pina coladas by the pool (laughs) I love I just love their friendship and I love like the whole narrative of the teacher who's like listen (laughs) You're asking too much of me, and this is, I'm going to strive for excellence, and Uh also, I'm going to enjoy myself sometimes, okay? Yeah. Uh, Such a good episode all around. I watch every week at 4 a.m. the the day it comes out, because I have to get up at 5 anyway, and I'm usually up. And when it's on, I'm like, okay, I'm staying up, and I make myself some coffee, and I watch my avid. Yeah, gotta watch my habit. Gotta yeah. watch my habit. Yeah. Gotta watch my habit. Um, 
What else have I? I also just recently finished a rewatch of Extras, which oh. you can do in, you know, like an afternoon. I've um, never like seen There's that. not very much of it. Um, yeah. Uh, it's... It, it has not aged well, uh, I should sure. say. Sure, sure. Um, but it's almost like it's self-aware about the things that have not aged well. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Okay. But I don't know. It's I, it's still, you know, enjoyable just for, like, the the guest stars. Because, sure. like, every, every episode there's, like, you know, like a movie star, guest <laughs> star, because, like... The whole idea is that, like, Ricky Gervais and, or his character and um, his friend, they they work as movie extras. Yeah. And so, like, every episode there's, you know, like, a movie star. And, like, you can just tell also that, like, the, like, the big name guest stars are having so much fun with it because they play, like, kind of caricature versions of themselves. Sure. That's, that's like, exaggerated, you know, um like the way that like they're sometimes it's like the way that they're portrayed in like tabloids or whatever right or sometimes it's just like a completely like made up caricature version of themselves it's really funny so oh, that sounds really fun. <laughs> the kate winslet one is like oh, iconic i love it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then i also the other uh thing that i rewatched was the 2011 jane eyre uh-huh. which i love I love it so much. Yay. It's really good. Yeah. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Um, oh, we watched, uh, I rewatched Marry Me with Nicole. And then we Aww. also watched uh, Shotgun Wedding. Oh, how, okay. I, I am curious to hear what you think of Shotgun Wedding because I've seen mixed reviews. <laughs> It, Not even mixed. I've seen bad reviews. <laughs> I'm here to tell you it's bonkers and yonkers. I Yay! did not at any point understand what was happening. That's the best kind of movie. It was. Um, it really was amazing, but it did feel like there was a disconnect. Like it felt as though I wasn't comprehending something, or like mm. I, there was a piece I had missed. But I think mm. it was really just that it made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a chunk of the script missing or something. Yeah, something <laughs> like to get us to get us from, I would say from point, like you get to point A and it makes sense. Point B and C are like, what? And then point <laughs> D, you're suddenly at, and it's just like, well, I guess this is happening. Um <laughs> J-Lo looks amazing. J-Lo, oh, yeah. like, wow, wow, wow. Um, uh-huh. A terrible movie, but we had so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> so I wouldn't even, like, I would watch it again, but it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> and then. We should have, you know what? We should have watched that on Galentine's weekend. What were we thinking? Right? Where were we? That would have like, been perfect. <laughs> And there's also just something, like, offensive about the title. Like, gun violence uh-huh. is not yeah. funny. The whole concept of a shotgun wedding is so misogynistic. That, too. Like. It's just, like, the whole thing. 
but we had so much fun and I would almost recommend it to you. It was okay. just a different movie than Marry Me, which is very like competent uh-huh. and a very fun watch. Yeah. And, like it's the most I've ever liked Owen Wilson because he kind of uh-huh. like he keeps that wow to a minimum. So <laughs> yeah, he's great. It's bonkers uh-huh. to note that he and JLo are close to the same age, and he yeah, and she look a little bit different. So it's just it's it's fun. Um, I also Leslie Nope just won her seat on the council this oh, morning nice. which nice, always nice. makes me cry when ann perkins Aww. comes in and says except it's 21 votes in your it's favor still 21 votes i'm yes. like about to start crying right now like <laughs> when she says you won oh my gosh um i my favorite thing about that episode is that leslie gives ben the little model of the washington I monument know. and he's like where did you get this at midnight <laughs> on a tuesday and she's like i have like 50 of them in my office i have like 50 of these what are you she you. just keeps like miniatures of the Washington Monument in her office. Like, what is? Of course I, yeah. she does. I love Leslie. <laughs> and like, and then the episode after, or two episodes after, when Ben and April try and come home, and uh-huh. they get like they start to bond a little bit. Yeah, and they have their cute little moments. Um, I love when like April's flipping through all his CDs, and she's like, "Why do you have all these film soundtracks?" And he's like, "It's like." My favorite directors have made me a mixtape. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no. Oh, I love him. Oh, I love him so much. Right. So, ben Wyatt is the perfect man. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You just made a rhyme. He's the perfect, like he's the perfect man. I got to go back to Severance. Oh, I also yeah. last Sunday watched the most recent uh, Last of Us. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I feel like at this point it's just a given that we're we're watching the last. We're of actively us. watching yeah. this show. Yeah. We're actively watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and like freaking out. I uh, uh, so good. Yes, yeah. like communism. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would live in one of those cute little cabins. Yes, I would. I would one hundred percent live in that little communist town. Yeah. That would, that looks that looked perfect. Reminded, they had Christmas. It reminded <laughs> me of Leavenworth. I was like, are they just? Yes, it did look like oh, it was. It was Leavenworth. Are you just in Leavenworth <laughs> with Allison Brie from that other movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How did we not talk about the fact that somebody I used to know takes place in Leavenworth, Washington? What a bizarre what? place to have grown up. Wow. Right. Wow. Uh, we should go there for Oktoberfest. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be really fun. We yeah. should do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that is what we are watching right now. Right now. I'm also like, I'm treating today as a sick day. So after this, I'm going to watch all my classic sick day movies, mm. which is good. Nice. To All the Boys I've Loved Before is one of my sick day movies. Yeah. It's so a, It's a good one for that. Which reminds me, what are we talking about today? <laughs> to all the boys. <laughs> People, yeah. places, and things. And things. Aaron, I have to ask, have you watched the third movie yet? I, I Aaron. I fell asleep. No. I know. Aaron. I know. 
my gosh. I fell asleep. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do with you? I fall asleep. What are do going to eye? I know. What am do going to eye? <laughs> I fell asleep on account of the children got me sick. Uh-huh. Um, sure, sure, sure. Well, did you at least read a plot summary? I, d- I sure did. Yes. Okay, good. Because I feel like it's re- very relevant to what you specifically are talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I read a plot summary. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to chat a little about the vulnerability cycle today. Oh, that sounds intriguing. I wonder, like... Tell me more. It's, it's one of those fun psych terms for something we all are aware of, but, like, they, uh-huh. of course, have to put it in these big sciencey words or whatever. Yeah. It's like a thing that we all know happens, but there's like, there's a term for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like no relationship goes even a day without some semblance of a vulnerability cycle. So Hmm. the vulnerability cycle is basically you're talking or you're engaging with your partner or your friend or a parent or anyone in your family and they say something which makes you feel the need to protect one of your vulnerabilities mm. also sometimes called triggers uh-huh. um, but not doesn't have to be um they can defen- just like defensiveness kind of Defe- yeah something that like doesn't have to be as like large to you as a trigger but it can mm-hmm. be like a oh you just said that thing you just mentioned something i did last week and now i feel a little bit like I was silly to have done that. So I feel a little bit like on edge. And then Mm. if you're feeling that way, you might choose a survival strategy. You might jab back to protect yourself. You might, you know, find a reason to leave the room that seems like you're fine and then just go hang out somewhere else and protect yourself that way. But a survival strategy is something that protects the the specific thing that you just bumped up against internally Mm, um, happens literally every day (laughs) and they build on each other and they do form most of not most, but a great majority of our fights with people because they'll keep building up and building up. It's kind of like that episode of Parks and Rec where like, Leslie puts Anne up for the job interview. I knew exactly what you're going to say when you brought up Parks and Rec. I'm like the episode where Anne is getting the job. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So like <laughs> Leslie puts Anne up for the job thinking, oh, I'm really excited for my friend. And then Anne says, I don't have time for that. And yeah. at that moment, Anne doesn't feel listened to by her friend. And Leslie feels like, oh, I've really stuck my neck out for you. Like, you know, and then they Mm -hmm. both engage in their survival strategies. Um, And the tricky thing about the vulnerability cycle is there's often no concrete right or wrong. It's just kind Mm. of you understand both sides, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I really like I felt really offended when you did this thing. So then I made this action and then you felt offended by that action and you did a survival strategy and then it just goes forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of just talking about it. So um, 
there are a few places within um to all the boys where this happens i think specifically about the moment where uh laura jean knows that her letters have gone out um mm-hmm. so she makes the decision to um or so she and peter enter into their contract right so yes um, which is mutually beneficial because Laura Jean can say, no, I'm with Peter. So like the letters that I sent out don't really matter that much because I'm in this relationship and I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm protected. And at the right. same time, Peter, who is still feeling very vulnerable about Jen can say, no, I'm fine. I'm with Laura Jean. We're great. Um, mm-hmm. But the interesting thing, and I know like, I know it was a fake relationship to begin, but the interesting Mm -hmm. thing there is that creating some form of a contract is actually a really great way to mediate through this. Like if like setting boundaries is a good thing. (laughs) It's a real good thing. Like, and it's funny because we kind of joke about it in media sometimes as this being like a sterile beginning to a relationship Mm -hmm. or like something that's not good, but actually like... (laughs) It's a pretty good plan to have an open, yeah. con- like you shouldn't, s- the, I mean, the parameters should be a little bit wider than like, we're never going to watch this kind of movie because whatever. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I wonder if there I think especially, especially when Laura Jean talks about like her physical boundaries. I'm like, yes, this is a teenage girl oh, advocating yeah. for her bodily autonomy. I love this. Oh, yeah. 1000%. And I think like the the vulnerability cycle and how much we're invited as women to talk about our bodies um, mm-hmm. go hand in hand. Like that's when we see a lot of this. Like I didn't feel comfortable saying that that made me feel really uncomfortable, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was a really important, uh, moment. Um, I wonder if there are any other like vulnerability cycles, either into all the boys or like pop culture as a whole that kind of stand out to you or me or our viewers, <laughs> listeners, whoever. Listeners. Hi, listeners. Viewers. No one can see us right now. That's why we did a podcast. Oh, thank goodness. I don't want any. Uh, that's my vulnerability cycle. Oh, same. Oh, I don't want. God. I don't want anyone to see me. No. You just listen to my voice. Yes. Exa- exactly. Um, <laughs> well, let's use. Let's look at like an example that we talked about with uh with like things that we've been watching recently like with marry me yeah or like is there i mean like how is their vulnerability cycle cuz that's kind of like and it's not really a fake relationship but it is kind of like a a, a negotiated like like relationship right yeah they they agree ahead of time like this is what we're going to be doing right and i think in like i think in a lot of ways like even when j-lo like when it's just happened when she just found out that her partner had cheated on her and everyone Mm. is watching her it's her it's her uh 
defense strategy, safety. Oh gosh, survival strategy is the word. <laughs> it's her survival strategy to continue to go on the stage and it say, might. "Hey, like I am fine. Look at me being fine. I'm gonna marry this random dude. I'm gonna go let's, ahead and let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go and marry this random dude. I'm, I'm gonna marry Owen Wilson. Like it's." <laughs> I she also like revert I see her also like doing something that I think I would do too like clinging to my job in that moment too mm, like sure. I'm not going to react emotionally I am here to be a performer so I'm going to give a show and this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to get through this like I am going to be successful even if this guy's an idiot um mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, you know, so interesting. <laughs> we see it with, with Owen Wilson's character too, when he tries to like break up with her without even talking to mm-hmm. her. <laughs> when he's uh-huh. like, look, your life is great. I'm just going to leave now. And she's like, yeah. huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you're not giving me, we see a lot of vulnerability cycles being protected when we don't give the other person the chance to even like engage with us in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Like taking a breath is fine, but I'm talking more about like, instead of telling her he was upset, he just broke it off. Like, Well, yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. <laughs> great, but yeah. Um, but I think there's a, like, to bring it back to to all the boys in the third movie, which you have not watched, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, um, there, so they, they do have a breakup in the third movie as well. Okay. And at this point, um, so at this point, it's um, Peter breaks up with Laura Jean because he feels like she is not being honest and vulnerable with him. Interesting. I think is like such an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very weird moment. Like, and I, and I feel like in that, like it's, it's, it's a very, like, it's kind of like a very mature thing for him to realize that. Right. But at the same time, like, he's also kind of being unreasonable in what he expects of her. So yeah. it's a very interesting dynamic. And I, and Aaron, you really need to watch it because it's. <laughs> yeah. Cause it sounds like that could have been a conversation with her. It didn't need yeah. to be like word. Cause when you're asking someone to be vulnerable with you, it really needs to like, you need to create a safe space or it's just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking her to be vulnerable and then saying, but K bye, like, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a very interesting moment, but also like it is a really hard conversation to have. And I, th- I think I feel where he's coming from at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah vulnerabilities man we don't like them they're not no (laughs) can't we all just get along yeah really like can't we all just understand exactly why we would be reacting that way instead of no the answer is no because yeah (laughs) yeah the answer is no the answer is no um yeah so vulnerability cycle is real interesting um yeah. That was my wrap up. Did you like 
Is there? Well, you had you had some more notes in here. Oh, good. Okay. Um, went through the contract. Oh yeah, I went through this part already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just making sure you got everything. Okay, Thank cool. you. Yeah. 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 It's it's. I feel like we could have a whole podcast just about the like psychology of relationships in pop culture oh a thousand like that would be i would i would listen to that yeah just as a listener i would also you know like co-host that that's a lot of the homework i had to do in the last six months because we're not seeing (laughs) clients yet so like Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. it's good stuff so oh that was like actual homework like you would like yeah look at look at like like relationships in media mm-hmm. and like oh, that's so cool i had to do that i had to do a vulnerability cycle in my own life uh oh. in my own family um and then yeah we also we did it last quarter and we're or semester and we're doing it this semester that we have to um pair a psychology ter- or this this semester it's we have to pair a type of therapy to like a couple or like a family and we have to like Mm. apply it to them and how we would deliver it to the family which i'm really excited about yay oh my gosh that's so cool it's real fun Uh, yeah oh my goodness oh my yeah very cool yeah um Well, I mean, there's really, there's really no bridging <laughs> between these two topics no. here. I don't know how we, I don't know how we're going to connect this. That's fine. Except that Portland, Oregon is the city of bridges. Yes. Um, there It has a lot of bridges. Yes. <laughs> and Portland is where these films take place. Ah, there we go. We did it. We did it. We did it, friends. We we did the thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I really, you know, as I kind of mentioned in our table of contents, like I personally, as a Pacific Northwesterner, get really excited when there are movies that are set (laughs) in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yay, we're, that's us. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I really love the Pacific Northwest. It's, I do too. It's wonderful. Um, so I uh, wanted to like look into like how the setting is a part of the story and a part of the characters, and also looked a little bit at like different filming locations. Yeah. Um, and as I was kind of doing my uh, doing a little bit of my research, I actually found so. Neither of us have read the books that these no. movies are based on. I, I want to. About this before. Right. Um, so, uh, but as I was like doing a little bit of research, I found that the books actually take place in Virginia, not in Oregon. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. So I was like kind of trying to figure out why they made that change. Um and I think probably it's just because they, you know, they were filming in Vancouver, B.C. And okay. Vancouver, B.C. looks a lot more like Portland, Oregon than it does, like, anywhere in Virginia. Sure. <laughs> so I, th- I, like, I couldn't find any, like, reasoning, but that's kind of, like, 
my extrapolation of the yeah. reason why, <laughs> um, which, you know, makes sense. Um, but I like started thinking about like, how does it, how would it affect the story to change the setting from Virginia to right. Oregon? Um, like, I feel like a lot of it, probably like a lot of it as far as like character, you know, character dynamics probably wouldn't really be that different but i mean like different parts of the u.s definitely have like different cultures and different like social conventions right yeah um but but then also like kind of in hollywood movies they just like they they're not they aren't always aware of the different social conventions (laughs) in different parts of the country i don't know they just I don't know. Anyway, and yeah, I'm I'm just spitballing here. No, but um <laughs> um so but it it does um it is interesting to note that um this change of location does affect the story especially in the third movie. So in the movie um uh what is it? What is what is the third movie called? Always and Forever. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, Always and Forever. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. Yeah. Okay, so in the movie Always and Forever, um, Laura Jean and Peter are planning to go to Stanford together, which, you know, like Stanford is in the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, like that's not super far from Portland. Sure. Um, I mean, like it's quite a, it's quite a, drive if you're going by car but like it's doable for most people who live you know on the west coast um so they're planning to go to stanford together um but but lara jean doesn't get into stanford but she ends up going to nyu um and so uh that's very different from the book um because she um like they're in the book they're planning to go to university of virginia okay together and in the book, she goes to University of North Carolina. So that's not nearly as far away right. um, from each other. And so I think that that's really interesting because, I mean, I don't have, like, the geography of, like, that part of the country in my head. But I feel like that's a lot closer than New York to Stanford. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they stay together in the book makes like makes a lot more sense because it feels more more reasonable that they could continue seeing each other semi-regularly whereas if she's in new york and he's in you know in the bay area like that's going to be a lot more difficult so i think it does kind of change the dynamic of the ending to have them to have those those location changes but yeah, because, um, like, yeah. two universities that aren't so far apart might actually be a really good thing for their relationship, yeah. especially at that age where they both yeah. need that autonomy. Um, yeah, or, like, it's doable that they could see each other, like, yeah. almost every weekend, probably, and but they they'd still have, lives. like, their separate lives. Yeah, whereas, like, probably not seeing each other except maybe, you know, at christmas break or something for four years that's Mm. like yeah that's i mean anyway um 
Which, I mean, if you, you know, if they didn't stay together, I think they would both be fine. I so, think it would be okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, looking into the other um, settings that the story takes place in, um, so we do have, like, a, a good portion of the third film in New York City, which is, um, you know, kind of how Laura Jean ends up um, visiting the NYU campus and she falls yeah. in love with it and, de- and decides that she wants to go there. Um, so I think that this this maybe kind of ties back into our conversation last summer about, like, women in New York and right. how, like, the city of New York has been like portrayed as like this symbol in women's stories of like finding their voice or finding their agency somehow. Yeah. Um, I think that that kind of fits very nicely into that, like specifically with the city of New York. Yeah. Uh, which is very interesting. Um, and then, uh, so as I mentioned, like most of like all three movies actually takes takes place in Portland, Oregon, but was filmed in Vancouver, BC. Um, and so there's like a few different locations that would be recognizable. Um, so uh, it's interesting the um, the aerospace technology campus was used as a location for the Portland Airport, which that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, so the their high school, Adler High School, is actually Point Grey Secondary School in West Vancouver. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and so I was like reading about there's a there's an article um, in Destination Vancouver that is talking <laughs> about these different uh, locations. Um, uh, and so it mentions that. Um, it's next to the Van Dusen Botanical Garden, nice. um, which has a Shakespeare-inspired hedge maze. Oh, my, um, oh my so God. So I think we're going to need to go there, Erin. we have to go right now. <laughs> we have to go right now. Um, That's so fun. And then, <laughs> and then, like, the third sort of iconic location that this mentions is the Corner Cafe, which in the movie, it's called the Corner Cafe, and that's also what it's called in real life. Um, yeah, uh, and that's in North Vancouver. Um, so, you know, I think maybe we just need to take a trip to Vancouver and visit all these locations. Maybe not the airport one. That's not as exciting. But the other ones, yeah. The other ones, yes, absolutely. Um, to all the bakeries we've loved before. We yes. All the, bakeries. all the bakeries. Yes. Um, and then we do have <laughs> have another article um, that lists a few more of the Vancouver locations. And, you know, this is probably only really, like, exciting or relevant to um, people who, like, have been to Vancouver. <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Where is it? I got to scroll down to that part of the article. Dun, 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 dun. Um, uh, oh, also, um, the Covey House is in Vancouver. 
Um, are there a lot of <laughs> what? Are there a lot of cubbies in there? No, that's their last name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the cubby house? The Covey House. Lara Jean Covey is her name. Um, oh, what's interesting about the, the high school where they filmed, Point Grey Secondary School, that's also a Riverdale High School oh, location. okay. So if it looks familiar, that's probably why. Sure, sure. Um, there's, a, there's a restaurant where Peter and Lara Jean go in the second movie called Bricks and Mortar. Um, and that's in Yale Town in Vancouver. Um, the scene with the with the sky lanterns in the second movie yeah. that's at Queen Elizabeth Park. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's so many locations. I I do think we should we should uh, go. We should just go. Just go take a trip to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Seoul, um, yeah. South Korea, because like the opening scenes of the third movie are all in Seoul, and I think like for me like this is like a really a really lovely part of the of the movie because yeah. they're um, Laura Jean and her sisters are kind of like they're they're kind of connecting with their mother a little bit. Um, so they did you did you at least stay awake for this part? <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay. Um, so like the part where they go to the bridge with all of the all of the locks and yeah. they find their mother's lock. Yeah. Um and take a picture there. Um uh let's see. So this was a a, a good article that I found that discusses the locations in Seoul. Um, so this says, in the scene at Seoul Tower, we see, we see Laura Jean and her sister searching through the locks. Um, so uh, this is uh, the, an interview with um, a production designer um, who said, that was one, or yeah, that was one that we did control to some degree because it's a scene where there's an emotional exchange between Laura Jean and her family. Yeah. They're reconnecting with a moment her mother had before they were born when she was just falling in love with their dad. Wow. So we really needed to have that space and time. That's an uh, that's an authentic space. Like, it's a real place in Seoul where you can leave locks. Um, and then... Um, it, it, it just talks about how, like, they had to kind of film, like, really early in the morning so that there wouldn't be too many crowds. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a really – I'll, like, I don't want to, like, go through this entire article, but it's a really cool article that talks about a few other locations in Seoul that they go to um, that are really cool. So yeah. we will link this for friends to peruse. Um Yeah, um, but I did like this quote in here that says, um, this story is very much about how travel affects your life. Laura Jean in her travels to Seoul is reconnecting with her heritage, and then being in New York opens her up to new possibilities. Yeah. She feels a connection to the space, and she can't ignore that. By traveling, meeting new people, tasting new foods, experiencing the culture, you get this new part of yourself that maybe you didn't know existed, and it expands your world. So I think that it's like really nice that it start the the third movie starts out with Laura Jean 
kind of, you know, as this mentions, like she's reconnecting with her heritage. She's kind of like exploring her roots in a way um, through this place that she's traveled to. And then when she travels to another place far from home, to New York, that's how that's when she's kind of like opening up to her future. Yeah. So it's kind of like these two places she she travels to sort of represent her past and her future, which I think is really nice. And that's a um, really exciting way to like discuss that conversation you're having with yourself at that age too yeah. about like well, I'm done with this section of my life and what's going to happen next like and I can connect differently to um two different identities as I get a little bit older. Right. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I love traveling. Yeah. When I can. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's a little tough. Um a little bit. Yes. So we took a quiz in part in our table of contents episode. We did. But we found another one. <laughs> and we love a quiz here at Pop DNA. And I think we need to, yeah, I think we need to take this one too. Because, Agreed. yes. Um, so we're taking everybody has a to all the boys two character that matches their personality. What's yours? So. Aaron, would you like to start us off? With the yeah. Question? Choose <laughs> something important from P.S. I Still Love You. Laura Jean's necklace from Peter. The lantern. The time capsule. John Ambrose's letter. Kitty and Laura Jean's handbox. And Stormy's dress. Mm. I'm going to go with John Ambrose's letter because he is actually my soulmate, according to the other sure. quiz. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go with the lantern. Yeah, that's nice, too. Okay. Next question. How would you sign a love letter? Yours. Love. Always and forever. With an Edgar Allan Poe quote. I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> Obviously. You're you're a dork, but I love you. Or your queen. <laughs> uh, what are you going to pick? I like the subtle sophistication of yours. I like it. Okay. I thought you were going to go with that girl and both. I mean, depending on if I want this relationship. Depending on the person, us. maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, um, you're a dork, but I love you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, classic. That's cute. <laughs> um, order. <laughs> okay, fun speed. <laughs> oh, we've never even talked about the Subway product placement. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like how Chris just, like, always has a Subway <laughs> cup in her hand. Oh, that's not suspicious at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> order something at Subway. A fountain soda. A cookie. A sandwich, salad, chips, or coffee. Subway Subway has coffee? What? Ugh, that's revolting. Who goes to Subway just for chips? Yeah. Well like, what is that? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the cookie. No, I gotta go sandwich. <laughs> you know, a secret about me that I'm not proud of is I love Subway. The five dollar foot long. Heck yeah. What a deal. What yeah. a deal. I love how they've had $5 footlongs for like 15 years. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> it's like inflation has not affected subway whatsoever. And and they stopped having them for certain <laughs> like highly preferred sandwiches. oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your dream <laughs> date? I feel like we just did that. Um, yeah. let's see. Dinner at a fancy restaurant. Drinks at a cocktail bar. A school dance as No. a dream date. How about No. no? <laughs> Amusement park. Game night or something active like a hike. I'm going to go amusement park. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a really good one. Because you don't I think have a the game. stress. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you can walk around. You And. could like if you needed to, you could probably lose your date Yeah. and be like, this isn't working out. I'm just going to, you know, slip like abscond And you and, could. they, you know, Yeah. they couldn't find you. <laughs> And you could make conversation about just about anything. Like there's just Yeah, a whole lot. Sorry, what would you that's pick? true. I was going to say game night. Nice. I think that would be super fun. Yeah. Also true that you <laughs> can make conversation easily. yes, Yeah. especially if the game is taco cat goat cheese pizza. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good game. so fun. Okay. Um, Describe your dream significant other in one word. Loyal, Mm. smart, funny, fabulous, quirky, or romantic. I'm gonna go. F I mean, I could describe my real significant other. <laughs> Yeah. That's weird. Um, fabulous. You know what? I think loyalty is going to be the most important Oh. Yeah. of all of those. Yeah. I'm going to go smart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finally, pick a candy heart. Hug me. No. Be mine. Too cute, you rock, <laughs> I love you, or kiss me. the yellow one is Kiss just me. like, they're all just cute things to say. And then I love you is like, whoa, <laughs> Whoa, buddy. this Hey, is just let's candy. slow it down here. Whoa. I kind of like you rock. I think it's corny, I <laughs> like and it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with a, with also with you rock because the other ones are just too intense Okay. for a candy. I'm kitty. <laughs> uh Yeah. <laughs> Your kitty? Ah, -huh. oh, that's amazing. I'm a professional meddler <laughs> who takes pride in being the best matchmaker. I also happen to be incredibly loyal and kind to my friends and relatives, and I always want what's best for them. Apparently. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Are you a matchmaker? No. Do you have the matchmaking? No, not at all. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. No. No. Well, I'm Laura Jean. Nice. I'm a hopeless romantic, hopelessly torn between two great suitors. <laughs> Who are they? Hmm. You have the best of intentions, but you're still learning a lot about love, which means you don't always get things right when it comes to matters of the heart. Still, you have so much to offer from your kind spirit, romantic gestures, and of course, your cherry turnovers. That middle sentence is a lot to glean from this quiz. <laughs> like, I think actually when as a teenager I was a lot like Lara Jean okay. so I think this fits yeah <laughs> I mean I never like fake dated anyone to make Sure. 
yeah. But, <laughs> but like personality wise and like the way that I like navigated high school and like okay. interacted with the world, I was a lot like Lara Jean. Well, she's very mature and she has very her relatable. stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also not at the same time. <laughs> Sure, sure. That was me. That's me still. Um, Same. (laughs) Well, you're my little sister. That's nice. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take all your letters. Oh, and mail them out. Oh no. That's intense. That's That's really intense. Yeah. Big move. Uh (sighs) Well, we have quizzed. We have quizzed. And in a week, Dev Patel will be here. Yes, he will. <laughs> Your shirt is amazing. <laughs> yes, very exciting because March, in March, March Madness, we are talking about the Green Knight. The, I just almost said we were talking about Dev Patel. We are talking about Dave Patel. Dev, and it's going to be great. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I'm really excited to like dig into this. I, I think it was fun looking back to when we all saw it together and we were just Uh like, whoa, like walking out of the theater. We're like, oh, whoa, that was really good. (laughs) That was so good. Because I think we had all read the book, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I had read it in college, but probably not since then. I had, like, yeah. written so many essays about it. Mm. So it was fun to, like, see it. Yay. Yes. I'm excited. Me too. For, I can't believe it's March. I, well, I almost, know. It's almost March. It's wild. Time marches on. It's like, it, <laughs> when does spring start? In a few uh, weeks? March 20th. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's my dad's birthday. Aw. March 20th is my dad's birthday. Yeah. It's a good day. Yeah. It's the first day of spring and yeah. Yep, yep. Cool, cool. Spring training starts today. Yay. <gasps> Yay. Yay. Baseball. Well, okay. friends, thank you for joining us through February. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. As much as we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Let us know and... what you're watching. What are you watching? We want to know what, what you're watching. What do you like and what do you not like about what, what you're should watching? we be watching? Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll we'll catch you later, friends. Thank you, friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.